Few things are more routinely soul-crushing than a traffic-filled commute. We've all been there. Stomach grumbling, eyes drooping, head filling with all of the things we could be doing with our time instead of sitting in traffic. In just one year, the average U.S. driver spends 97 hours stuck behind other cars, the equivalent of two and a half work weeks. But it's not just the time the traffic wastes. In 2019 alone, 3.5 billion gallons of fuel were wasted due to traffic congestion in the United States, leading to more than 36 million tons of excess greenhouse gases to be emitted into our atmosphere. With an inability to completely start from square one, we now must ask ourselves, how can existing road infrastructure be more efficiently used to avoid traffic congestion? Well, hello, I am your host, Mike Lake, and in today's preview, I will be talking with Slava Lukin, co-founder of Edge Vision, a solution that is improving transportation by digitizing real-time transportation data and automating traffic management. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, president and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome, Slava. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. And of course, I want to welcome all of our guests, our listeners, our viewers, uh, for joining in once again. I can't wait to introduce you to Slava Lukin. He is the co-founder of Edge Vision, a solution optimizing existing city infrastructure in order to reduce traffic congestion and diminish greenhouse gas emissions. So, Slava, I mean, we all know what traffic is. We've all suffered, you know, a traffic jam probably on too many occasions. Um, but what is it that, that got you motivated or excites you about solving this challenge? Thank you, Michael, for the introduction. Yeah, this is a good question. And, uh, you know, personally, it was a period of time in my life when I wasted like four hours per day to commute for job. And I was thinking, why, why I have to do this? Isn't there a better way where I can spend my time to play with my kids, spend it with family or do some kind of useful job, you know, uh, that brings some value? And I started to like read and commute and do all this stuff, but it's, it doesn't really solve the problem. And mm -hmm. then I, when I became a like mature engineer, engineer, let's say, uh, I started to think why I can't fix it. Maybe I can. That's how a vision was born. Well, so as I said, we, we've all sat in those traffic jams. And I do think becoming a parent, uh, those traffic jams hurt even more because, you, as you said, it's taking time away from family. You know, we, we often talk about in the smart city space how for the first time in human history, more than 50% of the world's population lives in cities. Um, we've all seen in, in many places around the world, world urban sprawl. Um, let's face it, cars are here. They're here in growing numbers. They're going to be here for a while. Um, so... What, what do you think, um, well, how bad is the situation? Let's start with that. Yeah, 
yeah, that's that's true. Cars are here and they are growing every year. Uh, on statistics, every year, uh, like more than 70 million cars sold. Uh, and based on TomTom -tom data, we calculated that in on average, every 30 minutes, people lose more than 500 years in congestions over the world. Every 30 minutes, it's just unthinkable. Wait, now explain that to me. What do you mean by that? I mean, if you will accumulate all time that people waste in congestion when they do 30 minute trips, it will be like for these 30 minute trips, it will be more than 500 years accumulated over the all people in congestions. Wow. I mean, that's that is that's something to wrap your mind around. Yeah. Uh, and although it actually kind of makes sense because some of these traffic jams, I feel like I've been there for 500 years. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, so this, I mean, losing 500 years every 30 minutes is, is no joke. But it also, I'm, I'm just wondering how much, I mean, it's, a, it, it's an incredible waste of greenhouse gas emissions as well. Yeah. Um, and this is a, this is a serious threat and another loss of of time. You know, time for the planet to to be healthy, right? So, do you have a sense of just how big that issue is? The the GHG side, the greenhouse gas side of things. Well, yes. Uh, based on the last data from U.S. Uh, government, I think it was like twenty seven percent of the whole greenhouse gases emission over the like uh, world. Uh, is taken by transport sector, and it's the the major part. All other sectors are less than this. So I believe right now it's a big problem, and congestions bring a lot of like uh, contribution into this. So, I mean, in the end, most most of us um, want to do our part. I'd like to think most of us want to do our part. To, to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and and you know at least stall if not reverse the impacts of, of climate change um, but if, even for those who are not um, you know those climate deniers so to speak out there who are not motivated by saving the planet my guess is they still don't want to be sitting in traffic themselves yeah. so so edge vision has created a solution literally for everybody um tell us a little bit more about edge vision and what it does yeah okay uh, in simple words i would because you know uh, edge vision solutions are very technologically complex i would say yeah. uh, that's why i will try to explain uh, in a simple way that everyone everyone can understand what we do especially me please <laughs> <laughs> okay um, so very simple very, very simple. So uh, in, as a baseline, we use artificial intelligence, but we use this technology uh, on uh, edge devices like mini computers that is installed on the road infrastructure, on the intersection. We, uh, we use uh, artificial intelligence and particularly computer vision technology to process video stream from this from the CCTV road cameras 
-hmm. And we extract data from the images, like numbers of cars, classes of cars, average speed of the traffic transport flow, gaps between cars, and many, many other parameters. And then we apply optimization algorithm on this data. So we have real-time data on the intersection, let's say. We apply optimization algorithm and we can see whether traffic light timings that is programmed in the traffic light is optimal for given traffic pattern. If not, we can change it. We can give new traffic light plan to the traffic light and then optimize throughput of the intersection and thus reduce delay, uh, congestion, greenhouse gases emission, and so on. Well, I know not not only is this valuable during the day and the normal commutes that people have to and from work or whatever. Um, I know for myself, I've always wondered when it's late at night and I'm stuck at a red light and there is not another vehicle anywhere to be seen, I still have to sit there idling, emitting those greenhouse gas emissions and not getting to wherever I'm going. Um, I've always thought, like, why after a certain hour can't we just turn all traffic lights to stop lights, you know, blinking uh, red yeah. lights? Um, but anyways, this is a much better solution. Um, so do you have a sense of, of like, from the, from the user's perspective, the average person, I mean, we're not going to be engaging directly with edge vision. It's behind the scenes, never to actually be seen, only to be felt. So how do we feel it? Well, yes, right now I think it's more on the feeling side because we don't do communication with drivers, but it's also possible. For example, uh, we can transfer recommended average speed for the driver to pass on the green light. Technologically, it's possible. We just don't do this right now. Uh, in terms of feeling, I think it's... I'm, I'm assuming, by the way, that means um, not... 92 miles an hour to hit the screen light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most probably it will be less than like 40. <laughs> uh, but still, you won't stop. You just will pass the intersection without stops, which is more healthy for the city and more right. healthy for the brain of the driver. Mm -hmm. And yeah. safer. And safer, for sure. And, you know, uh, if we, we even did some uh, pilot project and asked people how do they feel about improvement of the intersections. And even with improvement for like 10-15% of the throughput, increase of the throughput on these numbers, they do feel difference what like it was before the optimization and after. Even though there is still some kind of congestion, some still of traffic jams, but they feel it's better. Mm. And and that is a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. So if most of this is happening kind of behind the scenes, so to speak, even though it is felt uh, by the average person, it's really up to a city uh, and city leaders um, to implement this kind of a solution. So what is it? What does it really take for a city to adopt an edge vision solution for their community? This is a good question. Yeah, and you're right about this, uh, the decision from the city side, because <clears throat> uh, the like 
one of the differentiator of Edge Vision, I would say, is that we try to reuse existing infrastructure. So we don't rely on uh, high-speed internet channel like fiber optic channels. And if there is no infrastructure in city, in some places, in some area of the city, and you need to improve intersection in this area, it's much easier, much more cost-effective to implement edge vision solution compared to conventional traffic management solutions, centralized traffic management solutions. Mm -hmm. Because you, the, the only thing you need to do is you need to install mini computer on the intersection and plug in CCTV cameras that mo most often already in place on the intersection. We can reuse it. So in this in these terms, it's much more interesting for the city. You know, it, it, city infrastructure in general is something that is always taken for granted, I think, by most people until it's not working, right? Yeah. Like we don't think about our intersections and how optimal they're running until we're sitting in a traffic jam. Um, you know, it, it's kind of thing, you know, to wrap my head around this, I'm kind of thinking of this as it's a lot like the water supply, right? Like. There was a way that people had water before we had running water in your home, right? We had a well and you pumped the water and you had water. Um, but it was because cities decided to build the infrastructure that would pipe water into our homes that we have a convenience that once again we take for granted. Yeah. I, I feel like Edge Vision is, is exactly that kind of a step for traffic management. Is that a fair summation? Yeah, it's a very good example because, you know, uh, I think we have a lot of legacy infrastructure and we have a lot of uh, thinking that we, I, I, I would say constraints, let's say constraints. We, we can't build new roads in the city. It's, mm -hmm. it's like not an option because it's too right. costly. You have to like, uh, well, it's just it's not even space. Impossible. Yeah, we don't have space. It's 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 not an option. Yeah, but and when we have these legacy pipes, let's say, and we want to pump more water through these pipes, we have to do something differently. We have to manage this water inside the pipes more efficiently. That's which that's what we try to do. So let's let's project out. Uh, this is the final question I ask everybody. Fifty years from now, every city in the world is using the Edge Vision traffic management system. What does that actually mean to that city? What does it mean to you know me or you or anybody else, the the driver or the individual? And what does it ultimately mean for the whole world? This is very hard question. Very interesting and very hard <clears throat> because you know. Uh, from um, my vision uh, is that imagine autonomous vehicle that you use on a daily basis and you don't think about how you would go, which route you would choose to get to the job or to the shopping mall or uh, to the cinema uh, because it's like a rush hour or it's maybe early morning. Uh, you just like order your car, you just sit in this, and it goes flawlessly through the city to the destination point. But 
you you just will take it for granted, as you already said. Uh, but on the infrastructure side, there is a lot of work that is done. We collect like weather information. We collect information on the streets, road conditions, uh, pavement conditions. All these data that is needed for autonomous vehicles to move safely and smoothly over the city is done on the infrastructure side, and it helps autonomous vehicles to make optimal decisions. Because uh, current approach in autonomous vehicles is to do like to use own sensors, but you can't see what is going on like in 500 meters or one mile. What is going on on like? Three intersection from your place. Infrastructure can do this, and this is how it looks. So, and you just made me realize that this can also be really helpful in emergency management situations, diverting police and fire or whatever rescue um, in the most optimal, fastest route possible. Um, so. If, if anybody out there is interested in, in a little bit less traffic in their community, how do they learn more about Edge Vision or, or get in contact with you? Yeah, we have a website, edgevision.pro, or just write me an email, slava at edgevision.pro. Perfect. Slava, thank you so much for, for joining us on this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. And Frankly, more importantly, thank you for trying to reduce this traffic in, in hopefully my city and many cities around the world. It's been a pleasure to have you on this episode. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be here. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guest today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.